Hello, Greg, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how are hey, you? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I'm here, Autumn's here. Hey, Autumn. Hi. <laughs> hey, Autumn. So, yeah, we're we're really excited to talk to you. We um, have, we've been talking about art fears for a few years uh, now in the project, and uh, since we've been doing this podcast, we thought this would be such a great thing to cover, and we were, like, brainstorming artists that would work really well and uh, every all roads led led to you so uh we we're really excited to hear your thoughts on some of the art fears that we've gotten calls in and and then sort of talk to you about all that so uh if you don't mind i'm gonna play you play you what we got sure sounds good my name is emily bromberg and i'm originally from queens new york now living in brooklyn my greatest art fear is that making art for me is somehow selfish. From Brooklyn, New York, this is the Brooklyn Art Library Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Peterman. This week, we asked our community, what is your art fear? My name is Heidi Chanel. I go by Permabunny Inc. on Instagram, and I'm from Ontario, Canada. My biggest art fear has always been about creating quote-unquote ugly art. My perfectionism makes me feel like everything I make has to meet the high expectations that I've set for myself while also trying to please others at the same time. This fear has been paralyzing, and in the past it hindered my growth as an artist by stopping me from experimenting and making mistakes. This is something that I don't actually believe in, but I'm constantly thinking about and debunking in my head over and over again. Hello, my name is Haley and I am from Massachusetts, United States. And uh, my art fear would be hitting a wall, you know, and, and I think we all do that from time to time. Hi, my name is Mandy Galang. I am uh, 34, turning 34 next week, and I'm from Vancouver, BC. Um, and I guess for me, the biggest fear that I have is something that I'm sure a lot of people have. Um, and it's really around acceptance from others. Um, not only will people accept it, but will they still like me? <laughs> Hi, my name is Abby Torres Soto from Brooklyn, New York. And my art fear is that I just recently sent in my first sketchbook. And now I'm like, now what? What will be my next one or my next art thing? Will it look the same? Um, I'm still looking for my style. What next? So that's a fear that might keep me from creating. Yeah. So, uh, so let's. What's your what's your initial reaction from from hearing the sort of community fear of of making art? Well, yeah. I mean. Those are very common fears. Um, when I was teaching my sketchbook class, um, that, that came up a lot with the students. A common thread through all of those was kind of a, almost like a self-editing before you just make the work, um, like worrying about what other people think or is this selfish? Um, you know, will, will people like me? What will happen, like what's coming up next? And all of that is, um, that's kind of like anxiety about the future. And 
what the the act of drawing or keeping a sketchbook is all about the present. So you have to be, you have to kind of show up. Um, one of the big pieces of writing advice for writers is sit down and write every single day. Um, and I think it's, oh, sorry, my Siri just interrupted me. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, so like for writers, the common you know, thing like writer's block is like a common complaint and the way to overcome it is to sit down and write every single day, whether you like it or not, whether you feel like it or not. Um, Linda Berry, who is an amazing cartoonist and artist, she also has some great advice about this in particular, about whether like what makes a good drawing versus a bad drawing. And her, her kind of point is, a drawing exists whether it's good or bad. And, you know, that's kind of the important part that you have to get to is just to make the drawing exist. So I think all of that just is like a roundabout way of saying, just sit down in front of a blank page and start drawing. Yeah. All of the other things of will people accept you or will it be good or bad or how will, how will your style change? Is it selfish or not? This is all just kind of like worries about something that happens after the making of the art when the important piece is actually just sitting down and making it, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, we, every person who comes in to the library, or not every person, but a lot of people that come in to the library will be super inspired and want to do this. And then, you know, we'll be like, all right, you know, do it. And it's always this sort of pushback of that I'm not an artist or my book would be full of stick figures or or something like that. And it's kind of, I think we've, we've talked about this uh, on our blog before, but curious what you think. I mean, I think as people who went to quote unquote art school, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you're an artist if you have like creative thoughts and if you have an urge to even put anything on paper, it probably makes sense to just do that and stop worrying about what the end result is. Um, I mean, I think you're, you're, you have a interesting background because you're, you are able to make art as a living, but mm -hmm. I mean, when you want to just make art for yourself, what do you, what do you feel like you're, do you have challenges for that? Or do you feel like there's a good way to overcome that? Yeah. I mean, I think there's always, you know, challenges that present themselves that, it, like any stage of your art making life or career, if you choose to make it into a career, um, yeah, you'll you'll face times where you're like, is this good or is this bad? And uh, I don't know what to make next. And where is, you know, where is my style going? Or, you know, do I have a style? All of that stuff is very, um, it's very common. And the only way through is by making a lot of stuff. Um, it's really about making as many things as possible. Um, the artist and illustrator designer, Mike Perry, he has this whole thing about just generating piles and piles and piles of work. And then over time, you'll start to see after you can kind of like look at it after making it, you can see how things have changed or maybe certain themes pop up like, oh, this is what my art is about. That kind of happens after, it's a separate part of your brain the part that's in, that you have to kind of just trust and work through 
is just making the the work. Um, like when a when a child sits down in front of a blank piece of paper, they don't like worry is this good or bad. They just start to draw. You know, that's like just their instinct is like I'm gonna make some marks. And I think people stop drawing when they start to judge it. So they're just like, oh, I don't know how to draw or, oh, this is a bad drawing. And that's when they stop. And it's unfortunate because I think it's one of the most like joyful things you can do is just make marks on paper without judging it or without worrying about what it could be or, or anything related to the actual act of making it. So that's what I try to tap into when I sit in front of my sketchbook. Yeah. And you've, so you taught a workshop, uh, at, at the library a few times. Um, and it's called, uh, how to fill your sketchbook from, from cover to cover. Uh, and yeah, what do you like? What's, what's some, give us some quick tidbits. I I mean, I'm sure you've used some of them and what you're just saying, but, but sort of give us the quick, like 30 second synopsis of, of what you encourage people to do. Uh, so basically the whole premise behind the cover to cover workshop was about creating a very specific parameter around each page in the sketchbook. So this, this is something I did early on in my illustration career where I was coming from a background as a graphic designer and there were certain weaknesses in my drawing, you know, style. And I created these games that helped me break free and grow and like improve the things that I was having trouble with. So, you know, one of the most common complaints with sketchbooks is I don't know what to draw. So if you kind of pre-plan each page, like on this page, I'm going to do, you know, these like little icons, I'm going to draw like all these little different quick drawings. And then on this page, I'm going to do a comic. And on this page, I'm going to do handwritten lettering and hand-drawn type that kind of helps you to move through the sketchbook page by page rather than every time you turn the page, you don't know what to do. So that's kind of the idea. Yeah. I really love that concept of turning your creative process into a game by approaching everything that you're creating in more of a playful, fun manner. It takes away that fear and that pressure that we all put on ourselves to create something perfect at the end. Yeah, that way you're just kind of like, it's it's very like a set limit, you know, it just is happening on that page and whatever happens, it's okay. And the next page is a new opportunity to try a different game. So I think it helps relieve some pressure and helps you to move quickly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Greg, I heard you may have a, a, a challenge for our community uh, to sort of take away from this episode. Something new we're, we're thinking about trying out is, is giving people some sort of prompt or narrative after this so they, they can feel inspired by the podcast and then go go work. So I haven't heard what, what you've come up with. I'm curious what, what you're thinking. Yeah, so this is one of the assignments that I do in that workshop, and I did it in my sketchbook class. And it's inspired by uh, Gary Panter, who's a artist and cartoonist. I had actually done this exercise or a similar exercise on my own when I was figuring out how to be an illustrator. But basically the premise is to fill up a blank page with a bunch of empty boxes. And then after you have all those boxes to think of a, just randomly and very quickly write a word underneath each box. And it could be a noun, a verb, a phrase, whatever. And then 
once you have all those words and really don't overthink those words, just like whatever word comes to mind, just write it down. Then go in and try to illustrate or draw in that little box something that represents that word. And rather than like just, you know, if the word is apple, rather than just drawing a, a simple apple, like in the center of the box by itself, like try to think creatively, like what Apple means to you. Like, could it, is it your computer, your Apple computer? Is it Steve Jobs? Is it this like worm? Is it like a, like a worm eating an apple? Is it an, like a completely rotting apple? And I think when you do that exercise and you kind of go through and you see all those boxes, you will kind of get a sense of your visual world. And this was something I really struggled with when I was starting out is I was very comfortable drawing like a few things. And then when I tried to become an illustrator, uh, there were all these things that I didn't know how to draw. And the job of the illustrator is to represent everything in their own style, in their own way, with their own point of view. So this really helped me to kind of see like what my, what my world looked like beyond my comfort zone. So yeah, well, that's, that's super, super fun. I'm, uh, I hope everybody does this and will send us what they work on. They can, if you do, uh, the exercise that Greg just talked about, you can email it to us, um, at the podcast at brooklynartlibrary.org and we'll share some online. Um, thank you so much, Greg, for for just taking some time to do this. And, um, and we, love having you as a part of our community and and being available to us at all times sure to do something yeah. and inspiring so yeah thank you so much thank you for having me thank you Greg. i appreciate it hi my name is fez risby i'm an artist uh, that lives in cincinnati ohio uh, and my greatest art fear is I will make something and I won't like it. It won't be perfect, but you gotta try and you gotta start somewhere. So that's my art fear. Hi, my name is Carrie Williamson from Nine Carat Studio. I have an art fear that I have too little focus in my work and that I'm constantly chasing the shiny objects in my own head. Samantha Wells, Florida. Uh, What keeps me from creating at times is second-guessing myself. So the little voice that says, hey, why bother? Who's going to look at it? It's not going to look good. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. And uh, that's, that's my art fear, I'd say. However, fear can also be your best ally. And the moment you feel that second-guessing kicking in, uh, that's when you want to grab your pencils, papers, brushes, paints, whatever, and get to work. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much to all of the artists that submitted their art fears. Thanks to Greg for giving us some advice and some motivation to get working. Thanks, as always, to Autumn, my co-host. Uh, If you want to make a donation, if you want to learn more about the artists that you met today, or if you want to get your own sketchbook, please head to brooklynartlibrary.org slash podcast. See you next time.